You're listening to a WJR special edition highlighting the Must Building Trades Roadshow. For union apprenticeship opportunities, visit mustcareers.org. Welcome to WJR special edition sponsored by Must Construction Careers. We are at the Must Building Trades Roadshow having a great time and we're going to be kicking it off with Donna Partney, who is Executive Director of Architecture Contractors Trade Association and Must Management Co-Chair. Donna, good to talk with you again. Thanks, Lloyd, for having us. Listen, uh, this uh, road show is going to be great. We're going to be headed to uh, a lot of places to talk to people. We're going to the training center, the electrical uh, training center in Warren. Also, the sheet metal training center in Warren. We'll stop by the plumbers, uh, 98 in Troy, and then the bricklayers as well in Warren. So it's really a road show. Kind of talk about uh, what I'll be seeing uh, and what people can expect in this road show. Sure. So this is our sixth year that the Must Roadshow um, has been going on, and we're fortunate this year to have two days um, full of hands-on experiences for these counselors. So as you mentioned, going to the electrical, the sheet metal, the bricklayers, the plumbers, and Friday, the carpenters, painter, drywall finishers, and roofers. Uh, unfortunately, the impending weather is postponed Friday, but uh, we will get that rescheduled. And it's just a great opportunity for these counselors to really get a hands-on experience from the apprenticeship program so they can go back and talk to their students and parents about the skilled trades and all we have to offer. And when you talk about the contractors, I mean, I'm sorry, when you talk about the counselors that are speaking to kids here, here at the road show, these counselors, they, they even start talking to young people as early as elementary school. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like career exploration is starting earlier and earlier. So any opportunity we can get to talk about the skilled trades, to talk about what they have to offer, the career path. Um, it's a, you know, you graduate in the apprenticeship program debt-free, which is very exciting for the parents and students. And these counselors really get to understand by doing the hands-on experience, everything the apprenticeship program has to offer. And I think until you get to witness it and see it, it gives them a better connection to be able to go back into their schools to talk to the kids and let them know everything that they have for their future. And, you know, uh, college is not for everyone. And sometimes young people decide, you know, they want to do something different. They still want to make a living. They still want to have a family. Uh, they work good with their hands uh, and they go into a field like this. But it's, you know, the, the field of construction has so many tentacles, doesn't it? I mean, oh, it, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a it, it's a. The tentacle, you know, the opportunities are endless in the career path. I have a lot of contractors that started as a carpenter apprentice and have now um, opened and operated their own business. And it's a generation, you know, they're going to hand it off to their sons. And, you know, we, we have third generation, fourth generation. So the opportunity is endless. You can work with your hands your whole career. You, you can go into project management. You can own your own company. You know, the opportunity to have this skill for life and earn while you learn and have on-job training, excellent benefits, retirement, you know, the possibilities are endless. And I think for kids to understand 
all the opportunities that they have after they graduate high school is more than just looking at a four-year college. And how many times do you get a person who goes into the apprenticeship, gets their journeyman card, uh, is working, and decides they want to go back to college and maybe, you know, do a two-year or four-year degree? It seems like to me, being in the apprenticeship gives you more confidence to want to do something like that in the future if that's what you want to go for. Absolutely. And a lot of our apprenticeship programs in the skilled trades have um, reciprocity set up with community colleges. So when they're going through the apprentice, they are, at the time they graduate as an apprentice, they have their associate's degree. So, you know, it's it's not either or or one or the other. You know, you can, you can do both and you can get your apprenticeship and then go on and get a bachelor's if that's what you decide to do and you want to get into management. So the opportunities are endless. And I would encourage everyone to visit Musk Careers org and they can see all the trades that are in Michigan. It's a connection to all the apprenticeship schools and everything that we have to offer and earn while you learn and no debt. And I, I got to ask you about this too, because a lot of times, you know, especially growing up, you know, you're going past the building, you're seeing construction workers. Uh, and for the most part, you see a lot of men, women are getting into this as well. This is not just for men. Oh, that, absolutely. We have a lot of the trades that are embracing and have women in construction and sisterhoods and uh, the trades are for everyone. It's, you know, there's no, there's no barrier. There's, the trades are for everyone. It's a skill for life and you have pride when you're driving around and seeing what you built with your hands. And um, it's a great opportunity that we hope the roadshow promotes with these counselors getting this hands-on experience. And one more time, quickly, give me that uh, website that people can go to to get more information. It's mustcareers.org. We're at the Detroit Electrical Industry Training Center in Warren, and I'm speaking with Tom Middlebrun. He's executive director of NECA. Tom, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, let's talk about NECA, first of all, and NECA's partnership with MUST. Well, NECA is the National Electrical Contractors Association. And we represent approximately 240 entities that are involved in the electrical construction industry. Um, with this training center, uh, we sponsor this, co-sponsor this with our labor partner, the IBW, Local 58 here in southeastern Michigan. And uh, we've, we have right now, I'm going to say, 750 students right now. Wow. And they're constantly turning out, becoming um, journeymen, electricians, installers, technicians, residential wiremen. We have different classifications of workers, different training. And this facility also does continuing education because the electrical industry continues to expand, grow, and innovate. So our field workers have to keep up. I was going to say that because when you're doing a construction project, of course, the electricity part of it is a big part of any construction project. But especially now, when we have EVs coming into it, and I, when I drove up uh, and parked in the parking lot today, I saw the the EV chargers uh, in the parking lot. I was like, "Well, what do I what did I expect?" <laughs> and, and they've actually been here for a long time. I'm going to say we've had those EV chargers ever since they uh, started building. I believe it was the Chevy Volt in Lake Orion. Oh yeah, and uh, we used to have one of those with all the. Uh, screening to advertise our training center. So we were one of the first purchasers of the of the Chevy Volt that was built here locally. So I'm, I know, you know, there are workers, uh, electricians who are maybe transitioning out, retiring. You need more coming in. They're coming in, these young people. Uh, they got to be pretty excited about what the future holds uh, with the EVs and, and just the electrical. 
Yeah, like I mentioned, you know, our industry continues to change and evolve, and there's so many different opportunities, um, you know, in, in terms of careers. I went through this training, well, it was used to be in Fraser, but uh -huh. I went through the same apprenticeship program as did my assistant, and I've held different positions. I was the benefits director. I now work for the National Electrical Contractors Association. So there's different career paths. Man many of these apprentices will be estimators, project managers. Many of them will become owners of electrical construction companies. If parents are listening right now and, and they're looking for something for their young person, I mean, what would you say about being an apprentice and being in, in such a, a uh, position such as this? Well, I know it sounds a little corny, but we do we do power America and we, we do power Michigan's future. And you get to build it with your hands. You know, you, you get to see your work, right? And I was very fortunate. Well, I mentioned the Lake Orion plant. That was my very first project right out of the ground. And that was very exciting as a young man to be involved from, you know, the ground up. I worked at Bell River Powerhouse and many other large facilities that we have in this area. And it's just an exciting industry to be in, not just the electrical theory and the code, which is incredibly interesting, but the application, when you actually get to build it, see it, make it work, and of course, serve our customers. And also, you know, dealing with electricity it can be dangerous. So safety, I'm sure, is a big part of what you guys uh, talk about as well. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Elect electricity is, is very dangerous and complicated, and that's why we have a training center like this to train our, our folks from, you know, from the ground up. Tom, it's good to talk to you again. Good to see you. Uh, congratulations. Good luck and uh, continued success with the apprenticeship and the and this uh, electrical um, future because it is a very promising future. Well, thank you very much and always good to see you. Tom Middlebrun is the executive director of NECA. And now joining me is Sarah Strobeck. She's career readiness and counselor consultant for the Macomb Intermediate School District. And Sarah, it's good to see you. Nice to be here. You know, talk to me about uh, the importance of having the counselors here and getting that information to take back to your students about apprenticeship programs. Sure. So the school counselors are really on the front lines with our students. So all the initiatives that the business partners and the union and the trades all do, they're only as effective as, as what the counselor can deliver into the hands of the students. And so it's very important to get the, the counselors out uh, from behind their desks and uh -huh. their busy days yes. and giving them a chance to really just live and breathe what the day-to-day -day is for a lot of these different trade careers. And by getting them here and showing them that there's a lot of great opportunities for their students. Um, they get excited and invigorated about this work and bringing it back to their students. And by doing some of the hands-on and being in some of these classrooms, they are able to really have a good grasp of what's going on to take that information back to the kids. Yeah, and, and you know, school counselors, they're essentially a, the parent of their student, sure. right? When yeah. they're in, in the school building. And so when those counselors are here and they're doing these hands-on, they're thinking about students that they know. They have a face in mind and they will be able to really come back and paint an accurate picture for that student that they think that this is a relevant uh, career pathway for them. Um, and so by having them here and, and certainly doing the hands-on work, it helps them have a better just description of what the day-to-day -day looks like for those particular students. And you know, uh, and I've talked to other counselors in other school districts and they talk about uh, kids who may not want to go to college and college may not be for them. It's not for everybody. And we're talking more about high school kids, but you guys start in, in elementary. Yeah, I always say, um, you know, really, when we bring a high school student through these facilities, it's almost, 
it's not it's never too late right but really um if we can get the young ones in i feel so strongly that they they start to see a relevance to their education and for students that college is might not necessarily be one of their goals a four-year university mm-hmm. when they're younger especially in middle school they will feel very excited that there's a place for them when they graduate high school and i i would say you know elementary school student or middle school student when they see this type of opportunity available to them it's a means to an end and it kind of you know hopefully can keep them on the right path because they want to reach that goal of being an apprentice and 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 being part of this without a doubt those students feel that that there's something on the other side for them and they dig into that when times get tough in school and they use that as a source of motivation because sometimes i would think you know a child might think like you know they they think too far ahead and they say what what am i going to do i don't know if i'm going to be able to make it to college i'm not you know i don't know what the then they start thinking about parents finances and all this and you don't have to deal with that when you with apprenticeship because it's all paid for. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and just learning hands-on. There's kids that learn differently. That's right. And so being able to know that they can build a great future for themselves by doing something hands-on and be able to afford it and be able to work immediately when they leave high school is really exciting. Well, Sarah Strobik is the career readiness and counselor consultant for Macomb Intermediate School District. Thank you so much for being here and telling us about what you guys are doing. Great work. Thank you so much. This is WJR on location from the Must Building Trades Apprenticeship Roadshow. And welcome back to WJR. We're on location from the Must Building Trades Apprenticeship Roadshow. We were just at the Detroit Electrical Industry Training Center. We've hopped over to the Sheet Metal 80 Training Center and Warren as well. And we're talking to Mark Saba, Executive Director of SMACNA, a Must Board member, and Dave Hartsuck. He's a local 80 engineer. Uh, I'm sorry, he's a local 80 organizer and marketing representative. Dave and uh, Mark, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lloyd. Thanks for having us. Uh, Mark, let me start with you. Uh, talk about SMACNA and how you guys come together with MUST. Well, um, again, I'd like to, first of all, thank you, Lloyd, for uh, coming out here today and spending the day with uh, you know the road show. It's definitely very important, for especially the young kids today. Um, we got together with uh, not only Donna Pardonet, but uh, Jennifer Medford, who mm-hmm. did a great job uh, facilitating this between management and labor. Uh, basically, this is a, uh, they're in their sixth year. The program is now in its sixth year. Over 120 attendees this year, uh, 40 schools. Uh, we definitely see a shortage of workers in the trades, not only sheet metal, but all the trades. Yeah, yeah. And we need to come together and figure out how we can bring the trades back to the young kids of today, you know, mm-hmm. not only in the high schools, but the elementary schools as well. Uh, bringing these guys together, hands on training, showing them what it's all about uh, is definitely hopefully going to be a good result for the future of this industry. And Dave, you're an organizer. Talk about your part in in the roadshow. Well, my part in the roadshow uh, and with MUST even in general is uh, I get out there. I'm out there trying to um, recruit, right? So I'm out there. I'm hitting the uh, the career fair centers, uh, you know, in the high school centers. And uh, MUST does a great job actually keeping me informed of when these shows are coming up. Mm-hmm. Prudence is great about, uh, like I said, updating me on these schedules. But that's uh, I'm out there just trying to bring the trade to a younger generation because uh, a lot of people think of the building trades as generational, but I, I believe it's just because – People, other people just don't know about it, right? So we got to raise the awareness with the children at a young age. And and when you talk to them about that, you know, because every child, every kid may not want to go to college, 
And it's not for everyone. Not saying don't go, but it may not be for you. This is a, a nice opportunity for a person to leave school, leave high school, go into an apprenticeship, go into the building trades, make good money while they're learning, and have a good life. Absolutely. That's actually something that I bring to their attentions a lot when I'm speaking with them at uh, career centers. Um, I tell them that, look, you're 18 right now. In five years, your friends are just going to start paying off their student loans. <laughs> that's right. So that's they, right. Five years with us, you're going to be making $100,000 a year. You know, that's wow. And I try, I try to relay that to them, you know, so they understand that. And, you know, Mark, everybody learns differently. And you have young people who learn with their hands and they can make a good living with their hands and they can go into the apprenticeship. And you talked, you said something about elementary. They start very early getting this information to kids. Exactly. Uh, that's, uh, you know, must really saw that opportunity out there because if you look at a lot of high schools now, back in the day, they used to have trade classes and trade oh, that's courses. right. Shop. I had shop. You had shop. Well, <laughs> yeah. So these kids don't really, they, they don't know that that's out there. And like uh, Dave said, and he does a great job going to some of the schools and talking to these people, uh, but the big thing is the parents. The parents can't believe that there's actually a, something out there for their kid if college isn't really the way to go. And like Dave said, you know, after four years of the apprenticeship school, some some programs are five, you can make $100,000 a year. Kids coming out of college are figuring out how to pay that $100,000 back. <laughs> so it's great. And there's also a website, and I hope uh, yes. people get to this, www.mustcareers.org. The parents can go to this website and get all the information they need so they're not only influencing their kids, but they can see what the programs are all about just like the road show today, and maybe understand it more to push their kids in the right direction. And I was going to say that because what you guys do is great by giving them the information, but how important is it to have the parents buy in to something like this as well? It's very important. Um, if the parents believe that the only way to success is college, then they're not even going to know this path, right? So uh, quite a few of the career fairs we do are actually in the evenings uh, with the parents mm -hmm. and with the with the kids, right? And I actually feel like those have been my most um, effective ones, right? Because uh, the kids, the, the parents almost steer their children in the directions of the trades once they once they realize that they're not coming out of pocket sixty thousand dollars, <laughs> exactly. You know? and, and and this is geared towards their success. And when you talk about you know teaching young people at an early age, I would think that sometimes it. it takes away the anxiety. A lot of kids go to school and they feel like, okay, I'm going to school and I have to go to college. I'm, I'm expected to go to college and I have that in my head and it kind of can give them anxiety. But if they know that they can have an alternative where they can, if they're very good with their hands and they can learn with their hands and, and, and make a living with their hands and make good money, kind of takes away that anxiety. No, no doubt about it. And again, the road show does that, exactly that, Lloyd. I mean, they get hands-on experience. They can see what they may be doing for the rest of their lives. And if they don't enjoy it, they can make another decision. But with the road show, not only with sheet metal, but with all the trades, there's a stop off at every point. And, and anybody can take a look at seven different areas of the industry and say, I want to do this, I want to do that. When it comes to sheet metal, there's a lot more than just sheet metal work. Yeah, there's, right. There's CAD work. There's computer work. There's a lot of things that they can do, whether you're a man, a woman, it doesn't matter. Uh, but there's something there for everybody in this industry. And uh, hopefully they'll get that through the roadshow. And that's another thing, too. Uh, a lot of people think that the construction trades are just for the men. Um, you know, but women are getting involved in these construction trades as well. Absolutely. Um, we've got women in the program right now. Um, as Mark alluded to, 
CAD, so our, our members actually design the duct systems on Autodesk CAD programs, uh, and our members, we have what's called TAB, Testing, Adjusting, and Balancing, where they'll actually go out and balance the airflow in the duct systems after they're already installed on, on a job site. Mm-hmm. So it's not all physical. There's a lot of physical work to be in sure. a machine worker or any of these trades, sure. but there are other aspects of the trade that will be better suited for you know different people different types of, of body types and stuff and when you talk about um the the, the different uh trades and going into a trade maybe using your hands doing a lot of the physical work there are so many different levels that you can go to in the construction trades you can end up being a, a teacher or you could end up being a, a construction manager, or there's so many other aspects of this. Exactly, and that's uh, again, and that's with any any trade in this industry. Mm-hmm. If, uh, and Lloyd, I know we took a little walk sure. to the, uh, the lab back in the back in the training center, and I showed you one of the students who was a student who was now a teacher. Yes, and uh, he's following his father's footsteps, which is great. So exactly what you're saying is true. There's classes you can take at night to better yourself, like with any industry, and you can become not only a, uh, a project manager, but you can become an owner. Uh, we have one of the companies right now who's uh, he was an apprentice, apprentice graduate. His father was in the trade, and he now owns a company. Wow! So it's uh, there's there's definitely room for uh, movement in this industry, and uh, it, sky's the limit when it comes to the trades. Mark Saba, executive director of Smackna, must board member, and Dave Hertzuk, he's a local eighty organizer and marketing representative. Guys, I thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thanks thank for you, Lloyd. Us. It's WJR on location from the Must Building Trades Apprentice Roadshow. We're at the Sheet Metal Eighty Training Center in Warren. Next up. The Plumbers 98 in Troy. You're listening to a WJR special edition highlighting the Must Building Trades Roadshow. For union apprenticeship opportunities, visit mustcareers.org. Welcome back to WJR on location from the Must Building Trades Apprenticeship Roadshow. We have been on the road uh, today, Detroit Electrical Industry Training Center. We've gone to the Sheet Metal 80 Training Center in Warren. And now we're at Plumbers 98 in Troy speaking with Samantha Della Pella. She's the safety coordinator for MCA Detroit. Samantha, good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Talk about what's going on here and the counselors. What are they learning? What are they doing here? So here at the Plumbers Training Center, we're showing them what it means to be a plumber, um, not just at the house, you know, working on your sink or your toilet, but uh. industrial and commercial plumbing, um, informing them of, you know, the options that the apprentices have, which is, you know, um, installing med gas lines in hospitals, uh, doing all the piping for the various buildings, um, some like the train station, redoing all the plumbing uh, in the train station, in the larger commercial buildings, uh, you know, your shops and GM uh, automotive companies um, and individuals like that. And, you know, you say when you talk to people about plumbers and they the first thing comes to mind is, you know, the person who comes and fix your toilet and your sink. You, I don't think people are, are expanding enough or thinking enough about 
there's plumbing in these huge buildings like Little Caesars Arena or, you know, yes. the uh, GM building. And you have to have somebody to be able to put that in and install that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those and as well as hospitals. Not many people think, you know, when you think plumber, you don't really think, oh, the hospital work with all of the gas lines going through the hospitals. And, you know, somebody has to be in there to make sure that that runs smoothly as well. Um, you know, uh, for uh, an apprenticeship as a plumber, I mean that's a, that's a good living, and it's a it's it's a great field. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's uh, it's a five year apprenticeship program, and then uh, we ask you know five years for the, a journeyman, uh, and it absolutely and there's um, there's benchmarks, you know, and you know the pay is amazing, and a lot of work, you know, industrial and commercial, there is there's a constant work, you know, we're constantly building, constantly bettering buildings for people and you are the safety coordinator so safety is a big deal too when you talk about construction work and being on these jobs you you know you got to be safe absolutely absolutely yes and we work with very closely with must as well must has modules that our individuals to um, go through it's it's like a little class um, kind of in a little about 30 minute online course and then you take a quiz afterwards and we work with we work with them and their safety and you know it's really management and union working together um, because it's on both ends right and safety transcends everything we always want to make sure that the individuals who get on the job site also go home to their families at night and you know for the parents who are listening right now who have a has a child who likes to work with their hands maybe not saying that they want to go to college right what would you say to them I would say that there are great opportunities, especially here at the Plumbers Training Center, and there are immense opportunities and ways to move up. If you like working with your hands, definitely you know, go into that. There's a lot of hands-on work. You're not sitting in an office. You're not sitting in a classroom all the time. You are on the job, and that's what's really special about this apprenticeship program as well. You have your hands-on being on the job site, and then you come to class as well. So you're really getting the full feel of how it is to be a worker while getting the education that you do need to be able to do your job safely and properly. Samantha Della Pella, safety coordinator with MCA Detroit. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was great to speak with Samantha Della Pella at the Plumbers 98 in Troy. Now we have jumped over to the Bricklayers Training Center in Warren, and I'm speaking with Prudence Rose. She's apprenticeship outreach coordinator for Musk Construction. Prudence, it's good to see you again. Good to see you too, Lloyd. Tell me what's going on here today. Well, today is called the Must Road Show, and we are going to, between Thursday and Friday, we're going to be do seven locations, and this one is the bricklayers. We're doing plumbers, bricklayers, the sheet metal workers, and uh, the electricians today, and tomorrow we'll be doing the carpenters, the uh, painters, and the roofers. Who's all here today? Uh, Today we have uh, Macomb, Oakland, and Wayne Westland school districts. And they're very excited. They're having a great time. They're doing hands-on. And uh, we do this every year, so uh, there's new people all the time coming to this. So we're really excited to show off what these trades can do. And uh, these trades are very excited to show off what they do. I'm sure they are. And... I know also that when they get that hands-on, they're able to go back and really explain to the kids 
what goes on in an apprenticeship. Absolutely, and they do. And they've been asking so many questions of all the principals here as to how these young people can get into the bricklayers uh, trade. And I'm very pleased to, to know that these are all educators. They're counselors and teachers and principals. And these are the people that go back and talk to the students and talk to the other teachers about how they can approach getting young people into the construction trades. And, the, and it's very important, really, to get these young people into the trades because there are a lot of uh, people that are phasing out of the trades, retiring. You guys need a lot, and you need to recruit more. That's right. The baby boomers are going. <laughs> We're gone. <laughs> so they're looking for young people to take over because this is a 30-year a commitment. And, uh, you know, this is a great career. Uh, bricklayers is a great career. They have uh, uh, a great uh, apprenticeship program. They have a great retirement. They have a great uh, hospitalization plan. These are careers, and these are great for any young person who wants a career right out of high school. And you're getting paid, and you don't have to worry about dealing with paying back uh, student loans at the end. That's right. This is earn as you learn, no college debt. So when they come in here, they're going to work, they're getting paid, they're going to school, and afterwards they have a journeyman license that can take them anywhere. Everybody doesn't it doesn't go to college. College isn't for everyone, is no, it? No, it's not. It's not for everyone, but I can tell you what, this is your parallel pathway to college because when you finish with these trades, you can go to school at night. Remember, you didn't pay for it. So you can go to school at night. You can get that project management degree, that estimating degree, maybe that engineering degree you wanted, or architectural degree. And then if you're working for a design-build contractor, they hire from the field. Come into the office. I used to hire from the field all the time. And what you learn in the apprenticeship programs a lot of times gives you confidence to go further in your education. Absolutely. That does. It, it, these programs build confidence, and they uh, young people don't have a lot of confidence when they first start out. And these programs, no matter which one they go into, they build confidence, and they build and work on your soft skills so that you can make it for the rest of your life. You learn a lot of things. You don't just learn how to do this job. You learn a lot of other things. Prudence Rose is Apprenticeship Outreach Coordinator for Musk Construction. Prudence, always good to talk with you. You too. Thank you so much for the time. And now we have with us Maria Mitter. She's supervisor of college and career readiness for Wayne Westland Schools. Also with her is Daryl Beebe, who is executive director of college and career readiness. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Talk about what's going on today. What are you guys doing here today? So we are visiting a variety of the training centers in the skilled trades. With uh, We have a variety of staff with us today. We've got from teachers to English language teachers uh, to some of our middle school counselors. And then tomorrow we're also bringing some of our administrators through on the different training centers. So over the next two days, we're going to be visiting seven of the different training centers. 
And, and Daryl, how important is it to have these people here to get this hands-on training so they can go back and talk to the kids? It's extremely important. I know a lot of times when we think about teachers in their path, so they start from school, they go from high school to college, and then right to the classroom. So it's extremely important for them to get an idea of what the different career uh, opportunities look like for our students as well as for our parents as well. So, How many students come to you and say, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what I want to do when I uh, graduate high school. I don't know if I really want to go to college, but I've got to make a living. What do you say? Sure. I think most of our students don't know what they want to do when after after high school. So the work that we do in college and career readiness in Wayne Westland is across the K-12 spectrum. We are exposing kids and building their awareness around different careers so that we hope that when they do get to high school, they have some exposure and some they've got some experience in the field to know, do I want to go into the skilled trades? And they're going to know how to get there. Do I want to go to college? And what does that path look like? How do I pay for college? So um, the work that Daryl and I do in uh, our department is just to prepare kids so that when they do, they know. But I, th- I think a lot of kids really don't know. Yeah, and I think, too, prior to uh, this position, this opportunity, uh, I was a counselor for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, we were told, hey, we're going to get everybody to college. We had certain college rates. We had certain goals. And uh, it really kind of came down from the state that, hey, we want to send, you know, you had to have a certain level of students that went to college. And so we would send folks that necessarily didn't want to go, didn't, maybe didn't have the best grade, didn't have the best test scores. But we still did that because that's kind of the direction that that was where we were going at the time. Uh-huh. But, but now we're more diverse in terms of looking at the students' um, aptitude, looking at what they want to do, their interest. You know, we utilize a program called Zello. Um, that that basically breaks down their career the career interests, and then we try to direct them in a path um, that's more like along the lines of, hey, this is where your interests uh, lie. This yeah, because you know, everybody you doesn't, you know, college isn't for everyone, yep. and and everyone learns differently. Correct. Right. And so you have people who are like really good with their hands. Yes. And, so, and they can make a great living. Yeah, they can. And that's what they're learning today. Uh, That's what our teachers are learning is I think there was a time when we would say, oh, you're not college material. You should go into the skilled trades. And our teachers are recognizing that, oh, I shouldn't be saying that any longer (laughs) because we just got a lesson on math and geometry at the last place. (laughs) (laughs) But But the students, they do recognize, our teachers are recognizing that, oh, maybe I need to be teach, we need to be teaching coding in our classrooms, which we have started to do that in Wayne Westland um, because uh, the gentleman over at the uh, electrical training center talked about if students understand coding and how much easier it is for them when they're coming into these skilled trades and and learning all of the material and and content because it's no joke. The the math, the reading, it's... But, but it shouldn't be a barrier either because they do recognize that not every student's going to come through these skilled trades, these training centers, mm-hmm. ready to, to know their trigonometry and, right. and algebra skills. So there's, there's a lot that these training centers that we're learning that are helping prepare students to be yeah. successful. And I would think, too, it also gives... Uh, these students confidence when they come in here and they yes. learn these things they, they get confidence and when they uh, graduate from uh, the apprenticeship if they want to go mm-hmm. 
to get a degree, a two-year degree or whatever they can, and they feel more confident that they can do it because they've been right. through something That's like right. this. Right. Absolutely. Right. And we're very fortunate in Wayne Westland Community School District that we have a William D. Ford Career Tech Center. And so we have a number of our uh, juniors and seniors participate in the skilled trades through that center. So uh, we're very fortunate in that. You guys but, are, because yeah. a lot of schools don't have it. I remember right. shop class. Yeah. And, yep. that, and they don't have that right. in a lot right. of places right. anymore. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're very fortunate. Um, but we're also very fortunate that our superintendent has de developed a CCR department. Um, and so we're, as, as Maria talked about, we're creating opportunities and exposure. So we're always looking for different opportunities to take our students to see the, the different experiences because how do you know you know what's out there unless you that's have right. that you know you don't know what you don't know that's right if you don't and I always always say you know you can't see it until you see it you know what I mean so our goal uh, as a department is to create that exposure find the opportunities so that we can expose our students to to what's out there and wrapping this up in an apprenticeship program you can go from uh, making a hundred thousand at mm -hmm. the end of it. Uh, in the apprentice, but when you come out of college, nothing wrong with that. You right. may owe a hundred thousand dollars. Easy, all day long. Correct. All right. night, all day. Yeah, and, and they're earning while they're learning. Right. That's right. earn while you learn. Mm -hmm. So, um, some of these programs they're starting out at fifteen to twenty mm -hmm. plus dollars an hour, yes. and benefits, full health benefits after ninety days in some right. of the places. Right. So, yeah. no, this is a real pathway, and we want to um, really build our awareness with our staff and with our administrators and with our students. Mm -hmm. And so that's what these two days are all about. Well, Maria Mitter and uh, Daryl Beebe, thank you so much from Wayne Westland Schools. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for thank having you. us. And now we're speaking with Nate Nestor. He's an instructor here at Local 2 BAC. Nate, good to talk with you. Nice to meet you. Talk about some of the things you are teaching the uh, apprentices when they come through here. So right now we offer a uh, six-week course. They come in as an apprentice, typically green, and they're new to the trades. Most of them, some of them aren't. Um, we're going to take them through basic brick, block, construction. Also PCC, which is pointers, caulkers, cleaners, mm -hmm. um, a different aspect. And then also we have a tile division as well. So we're very versatile in what we can and do offer. You know, when you think of brick, you know, a lot of times you think of cinder block and you think of, uh, you know, uh, bricks on a home. But there's so much you can do with, and with, with bricks and design that you can do with bricks. So it's I think brick is an art form. I think it's one of the, the oldest art forms known to man. One of the neatest things that I always tell when I get students in why did I choose to be a bricklayer? It's because at the end of the day, I can see everything that I've done. Having the opportunity to work at Ford Field, Little Caesars Arena, those are things that I can take to my grave. And, you know, I, I have said that. I said, you know, that's one thing that, you know, if you have grandkids or kids and you go past these buildings that you know that you've put some time in and laid a brick or laid a pathway, you can say, you know, dad or granddad did uh, that work there. Yes. And it's like a legacy almost. 100%. Yes, definitely being able to, to build infrastructure, being able to build housing, being able to build big commercial buildings, those are something that nobody can ever take away from you. How many kids come in here and, and tell you that, you know, man, I, I've been with Legos and doing, you know, building things for so long, so I didn't know I could really do this and make a living? Correct. Yeah, we, we do get we get quite a few that come in here. Um, they know that this is what they want to do. Um, they understand the scope of work, which is always a big positive with us, because a lot of times people come in and they don't understand what the scope is going to entail. 
and we just keep moving them forward. Um, but the ones that do get it, they very successful careers, and you know they come back to us, and it's it's all about connections. The connections that we can make as an instructor, the connections that we can make and have an impact in other people's lives. And see, now, let, let me ask you. The, there are young people who come in as apprentices and they are, become bricklayers, but they can also, down the road, maybe one day become you, an instructor. Correct. So there are a lot of aspects to this, not just the actual physical bricklaying. 100%. Yes, I know. Um, I came, I was a bricklayer, and then went into education. And now I went back into being a bricklayer, and now I'm in education of bricklaying. So it can come full circle. Okay, very good. Well, Nate, it was good talking with you. Nate Nestor, he's an instructor here at Local 2 BAC. Appreciate your time. Pleasure. And thank you for listening to WJR on location from the Must Building Trades Apprenticeship Roadshow. We thank you for listening. Have a good rest of the day, and we'll see you next time.